Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill. And some have died. But if we judged ourselves, truly we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Just ask, my friends, and you will find that there are many, yes, many different opinions on the Lord's Supper. Communion, the Lord's Supper. Some people believe that the bread and wine are just mere symbolic things, that the bread and the wine represent the body and the blood of Jesus. Others believe that communion is a personal thing, yes, a personal matter between them and Jesus, and has Absolutely nothing to do with the unity of everyone else gathered around that altar with them. And some believe that taking communion is just an act of obedience, an act of obedience, a way to show their devotion to the Lord by remembering Him. Others will say that we don't get forgiveness from communion. Instead, communion merely reminds us of the forgiveness that we already have obtained by our decision and our willpower to follow Jesus. Finally, but certainly not least, there are those who believe that the Lord's Supper is for only holy people, yes, holy people, and what makes the Holy Supper holy is a holy minister or a holy priest. Now, we could certainly go on and on and on about the many more different opinions on the Lord's Supper, I'm sure we could even poll each and every one of us here tonight to get our thoughts on the Lord's Supper as well. The only problem with this is that our opinions about the Lord's Supper, well, my friends, they really mean nothing. That is right. What you and what I and our neighbors think about the Lord's Supper is of no importance. The reason why? It's actually quite simple. 
It is not our supper. We are not the host. Now, dear friends, think of it this way. If you are the host of a supper, you are the one who gets to do the inviting. You are the one who sets the menu. You are the one who decides where people sit at that table. And so when people come to your feast of a meal, they come as guests to your house. They come to receive that which you set before them. You, as the host, are in charge. They are not. You are the one who serves. They are the one who receives. But imagine this. Imagine that you invited a group of guests, set the menu, you chose the right wine, prepared the appetizers, as well as setting out the seating assignments and the best silverware and plates that you have. And then upon arrival, yes, upon arrival, the guests, they come in with paper towels and paper plates and individualized Happy Meals from McDonald's with Coors-like cans and Capri Sun juice boxes. And without even asking you, they shove that silverware and those plates off to the side. And those seating assignments, well, those are cast aside as well. And they start eating their Big Macs. And then halfway through the meal... Yes, halfway through the meal, with their Capri Sun juice boxes held up high, they decide to invite you to the table. After all, it is your meal. But then, when you bring the food that you prepared for them, well, they, they end up mocking you and scorning you, telling you that you just shouldn't be so stuck up with your meal. That by trying to serve them, the food that you prepared makes them feel judged. And uncomfortable. They go on to say that by you trying to be the host, that you are too controlling and not making them feel welcomed. And besides, if you don't chill out, they will go somewhere else where they are indeed accepted and welcomed. How would you respond to this? What is going on here? Dear friends, what is going on is that your meal that you prepared was marginalized by your guests. Sure, they said it was your meal and that you are the host. However, in reality, the food that you prepared to give them and you being the host really does not matter. The point being, this is what happens. Yes, this is what happens with the Lord's Supper within Christianity when our opinions and our thoughts dictate to the Lord how the Lord's Supper should be conducted and what the Lord's Supper is all about when it's according to us. You see, some 2,000 years ago, on that Holy Thursday, Jesus, not the disciples, yes, not the disciples, but Jesus, he instituted the Lord's Supper. Listen to the events of that Holy Thursday night. The same night in which Jesus was betrayed by Judas, Jesus, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Then after giving them the bread, Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Indeed, Christ, he instituted In other words, he established the Lord's Supper. That is why we call it the Lord's Supper and not Matt Richard's Supper or John Doe's Supper or your Supper. 
Christ Jesus, he is the host, and you and I, we are guests. So since we are the guests in the Lord's Supper, our personalized opinions and our, and our thoughts, they really carry no weight. We certainly do not have the authority to, to spin the Lord's Supper to our own ideas, and we certainly should not approach the Lord's Supper as if we are in charge, as if we are the host. But how shall we approach the Lord's Supper? The answer, my friends, is quite simple. We approach the Lord's Supper in faith. Yes, we approach it in faith. You see, we must truly, yes, we must truly understand that, we're, that we are spiritually impoverished. We do not know what is useful or necessary for our Christian lives, so we do not dare dictate how things should be to the Lord. When our pride and, and our arrogance, when they attempt to invert the way things are, making us in control and letting our opinions rule, well, we have given way to the diabolical plans of the evil one himself. Instead, though, by faith, we are called to trust Jesus and we listen to his word. You see, faith is like hunger. It attaches to the one who gives good and nourishing gifts. As hungry people, we actually feast upon God's word and we stay in God's word. If we let go of God's word for one moment, we fall away from truth. So regarding the Lord's Supper, you and I, we are hungry guests. We are hungry guests who are glad to hear the invitation to come to the Lord's table. We are glad that he invites us to eat and to drink. And so we approach the Lord's Supper as hungry guests with God-fearing hearts clinging to Jesus' words. And we receive the Lord's Supper as Jesus instituted it and with the words Jesus spoke. Bluntly stated, my friends, we do not add to Jesus' words and we do not subtract from Jesus' words when it comes to the Lord's Supper. We do not also reinterpret Jesus' words as being symbolic. And we do not substitute things like grape juice for the wine. And we do not use potato chips instead of bread. Because that would be different from Jesus' word. As hungry guests, we also realize that the communion is not based on our holiness or our obedience. Or I might add the holiness or the obedience of the pastor. But upon Jesus' word. So we come to the Lord's table as fellow sinners with a unified confession of faith to be the Lord's guests. We come clinging not to our own opinions, but clinging to Jesus' word. And what is that word of Jesus to us this evening? We hear from Jesus' word that Adam and Eve, that they way back in the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter 3, they ate that forbidden fruit in the garden, which then spurned God's generosity and poisoned every relationship in that garden. We hear from Jesus' word that a curse fell upon everything and everyone, including you and me. But we also hear in Jesus' word that Jesus is holy, precious, blood and his innocent suffering and death, that death made at the cross, it made that tree, that cross, into a tree of life for you and for me. We hear in Jesus' word that the Lord's Supper is a special feast 
for you to enjoy as the Lord's guest. As the host, Jesus provides you with his own true body and blood under the bread and the wine for the forgiveness of all of your sins and the strengthening of your faith. So tonight, this Monday, Thursday, we cling to Jesus' word by faith as hungry guests Yes, as hungry guests, you and I, we come to the Lord's table so that Jesus can give himself to you and pledge never to leave you and never to forsake you. Yes, you who are hungry and you who are thirsty, come to the Lord's Supper for you will be nourished and you will be refreshed. You who feel the weight of sin, you who feel the guilt of your failures, you who feel the sting of death, come to the Lord's Supper For here, at this altar, you receive Jesus. You receive forgiveness and life and salvation. Come and receive as the Lord's guest. The Lord does not hold back from you. He meets you because he is for you. Come and receive the body and the blood of Christ this evening in the Lord's Supper. A holy meal that he instituted for you that Monday, Thursday, long ago. Come and receive. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The The Lord Lord bless bless and keep you. you.